0: You are listening to the Shedding Skin and Blisters podcast with Fiona O'Carroll and Sharon Keegan. Mentoring conversational questions and answers of business and life challenges, how to evolve and how to empower yourself and feel unstuck. this week's podcast we talk about your core values what are your top five core values and how do they influence your decision making in everyday life and in career another amazing question from our amazing community again i just want to thank you for all your questions if you do have a question you can email uh, questions at skinandblisters.com and we can't I suppose you use every question, but there are some real nuggets in there. And I definitely want to thank you for this one. So this led us on to such an amazing conversation today. So the question, I am middle aged, bored with my career. So I've decided to interview for a role. The interviewer asked me, what are your values? After a long silence and a pause, I said I'd have to come back to him on this. How do I know what my values are?
1: It's a great question Isn't it <laughs> Kind of causes everybody To go Ooh, What are my values In It's there, such yeah. a good question And it's definitely Happened me So mm-hmm. amazing isn't it And I do think As well Just because this person Obviously We'll talk about our values Overall this person Was at an interview mm-hmm. I do think And I'm hearing it More and more That this is something You tend to get asked More now Because companies Are all about Their employer brands now And you know Getting everybody Aligned around values And all this kind of stuff To attract and retain Talent and all that So it's actually Very good question question because it's going to happen people a lot more i think and it's all about culture these days right culture because they they want to you know attract (laughs) people to the company because in some of our sectors like it's highly competitive to get talent right now depending on the sector you're in but a lot of them are Mm -hmm. Uh, so they're using this so they're it's more likely to pop up now as a question i'd say (laughs) and i think um you know uh the, the you'll even find now companies are aligning The bonuses they pay to people, you know, when they do their performance, you know, management stuff, they're building in the values. How well are you living the values? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's it's
0: it's a KPI. It's
1: becoming a KPI, a key performance indicator in the business (laughs) is how well are you living up to the values? So, so, yeah, yeah, it's getting quite real because I think it was for a lot of lip service, I think, over the years now, culture and values. But I think there's a shift going on. And it's tied to, I think, the post-COVID environment, too, and the great resignation and all of that. But it is tied to all the research and data now saying if you align people around a set of values, you're going to hold on to them for longer and you're probably going to do better as a company. So great question, because yeah. I think a lot of people are probably thinking about it or, you know. They're, yeah, and I'm
0: really surprised to hear that, you know, you can have a KPI around values. And I think that's really important, actually, because, if so, you know, we can all do a great interview and we can all say what's meant to be said for an interview or, you know, in, in general, just to make sure we get the job. But if you're if you're not that way inclined and it start and the cracks start to show, it's a great way of actually, you know, I suppose explaining to people that they're not living up to what they said they would in the company do you know yeah absolutely Mm. yeah no
1: it's a real hard metric
0: now so look i want to tell you a little bit a story about like obviously values now i remember uh winning a competition and getting a a place on an incubator um for an investment incubator and the first question that was asked to me on the incubator was what are my company values and what are well basically what was my company values first (laughs) and i stood looking at the um you know, the lady at the top of the room and I thought, oh, my God, I actually don't know these values like I've run this (laughs) company for two years and I cannot articulate the the values. Of course, they had values. Of course, they had values. They had it, you know, you know, an amazing kind of narrative around the brand. But I wasn't able to like, pinpoint the real top five values of the company until I'd done a, done a bit of work on it. So I am that person. I am that soldier. And I'm glad somebody asked the question. So here yeah, we are.
1: No, I agree completely. And I think, you know, a lot of people just for the purpose of this, what is a value, mm-hmm. right? So how I always say it is, and I'm sure there's multiple definitions out there, but this one works for me, which is, you know, it's our compass. You know, it's our thing that's guiding us. It's the things that matter to us, right? Our guiding principles might be. It's sort of, as you say, Shar, the non-negotiables, the non-negotiables. It's the things that matter to us that are our guiding principles, right? It could be around like kindness, integrity, empathy, collaboration. If you're in a work environment, teamwork, diversity and inclusion, these kinds of things, Mm -hmm. right? Gratitude, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Bringing it back to yourself, Uh, whatever they are for you, right? And they guide, because I'll tell you why they matter. Um, they play a big role in the lens we have on the world and how we see things and how we perceive things. And how we're triggered by and things. And how we're triggered by yeah. things, right? Mm-hmm. So they're very much all tied into our behaviour,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? The guiding principles are kind of what's acceptable to us, what's not acceptable to us. You know, who do we want to be in the world? They're those things. Mm-hmm. Who do, how do I want to be perceived? How do I? What would you like riff, written on the gravestone? They're the values, right? That's really what they are, right? And companies have them and people have them right so you have your own personal ones that are on you but then companies obviously are large groups of people so they need to come up with a set of five or six or something to try organize everybody around this particular type of behavior they would like to see in the company and every company will have their own
0: yeah and i think it is important to sit with yourself and actually figure out what your top five like you're going to have loads of values in life or you're going to have loads of values you know associate with your soul your personality but your top five like i know for me it's like integrity honesty, loyalty actually is probably number one for me. Loyalty would be at, at the top, trust. um, You know, I've 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 a top five, but you need to know your own values so that when you're going for a job or you're aligning with anything in life, that that's mirroring your own values and your own um skills, because you then have to fit into their way of working. and And ultimately, if you don't fit in, you're not going to enjoy your time there. So it is important that you figure out your own first, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really, a, a really good exercise to know your own anyway, mm. right? Because uh, by our, a lot of them, a lot of the time we just haven't, as you hadn't, Char, no. articulated. But of course you had them and the yeah. business had them. Yeah. You just hadn't paused to go, oh, I need to articulate them, mm. right? Um, And we talk about how to do that now in a sec, but I think they are really, really important that you have your own. Because what you don't want to be doing, to your point, Shar, is joining a company where there's a big old misalignment Mm -hmm. right now uh, number one now you can still do that but you'd want to do it in the whole of your health knowing it is likely that you'd be feeling a little bit unhappy Mm -hmm. so that core unhappiness we can feel now obviously if you're doing a job that isn't fulfilling you may be in a motivational area or or just your capabilities right absolutely but then an awful lot of the rest of the time why we're feeling unhappy uneasy that feeling of this just isn't right for me is down to the values yeah the misalignment of the values so and there's such a big shift at the moment
0: isn't there with everybody moving jobs feeling like stuck as we spoke about in a previous podcast or feeling like unfulfilled and maybe they haven't actually set with themselves and realized okay well what what are my non-negotiables what are my values to the point where I will not put myself into a situation where they are not in the top tier of what I'm going to do for the next four to
1: five years. Absolutely. And I think another thing that happens in companies is they write up the values, mm -hmm. but they don't live the values. (laughs) Right. So that we've all been there, there, right. (laughs) And that makes a whole mockery of the values. Right. And there, it's a top down thing and it has to come from the top and you have to live the values. Right. Uh, so I think that can cause an awful lot of uh, frustration for people. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So how do we identify our values, Fiona?
1: Come well, it's just a very simple uh, that I've used. And, you know, just speaking of i myself was in a position like the question asked you know i remember uh, going back and I, this little process i actually used so i'm gonna just go through it it's so simple now but it did really help me and i must have got it from someone else i just can't remember where i got it from <laughs> but it's a great little simple way of doing it but for me you know obviously i was in the rough and tumble of the corporate world i too hadn't actually written down my values Right. And I sort of came to a juncture which forced me into this process where, you know, I was definitely feeling that unease and unhappiness. And, you know, it was a very toxic culture that I was in. Right. And it was big on the blame game. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, my God. And everybody was covering their ass because of the culture now. Individually, the people were all fine, upstanding people. right? But as a collective, because of the toxic culture, we all ended up, you know, covering our ass and the blame game and all the rest. And I was doing the same as everyone else now. But I go home with this awful, uneasy, horrible feeling like I would inhaled the toxicity. It was in my body. And I was saying, oh, so, you know, I'm really not happy were the words I was starting to use then. I am unhappy. This is making me feel ill. Mm. Right. I can't sleep right. Uh, so. And then I went into the process of saying, well, what's this all about, Why are your values? And then that was so helpful for me because obviously you have to make your own call now because, you know, often in these situations you're in what I call the fur-lined mouse trap, because, you know, you're being compensated heavily, but you're paying another price, right? Uh, so obviously it's a process, but I did. So what was it,
0: the furry-lined mousetrap? Yeah, a
1: fur-lined mouse trap, which is, you know, it's potentially the income or, you know, is trapping you in there, the rewards, let's call you, for what you're doing are so great that you're putting up with trading your values, Mm -hmm. frankly, just that's how it felt like to me. You're putting up with it because the reward is so high. Yeah. So the cash, the the car, The cash, all the deal. Right. So, you know, I was bubbling away like that for a long time, trading the values all the time for the cash. Right. And then I don't know what it was. It was just, I just one day said, this is such a wrong way to live my life. I, this is, I'm all off peace here. I felt terribly off-piste. Centre gravity was off, right? So I did. So here's what I did.
0: And I think just before you go into what you did, but I think everybody's starting to feel a bit like that. Do you? Like after COVID, I think people are starting to realise this is not for me. I want more. Life is too short.
1: So this is the way we do it then. Yeah, no, completely. And, and, and I think often we'll hit a point, which I did, where you go, I'm going to write down the values. I'm going to have a little look see. Now, I wasn't using all those words at the time. I'm just going, oh, yeah, that's what you i You were just laying down. I didn't realize I was processing. kind of doing something so formal as this, <laughs> but I did, and I externalized it for me. And what was interesting in doing that chart, I started, once I did it, and then I was saying, oh, these are the values, and I stuck them up on the wall and everything. Once I did that, it was amazing. I started attracting more of that to myself. Because I'd sort of put it out there. Mm. I'd externalised it. I'd verbalised it for myself. Mm. I made it official on a piece of paper that sat on my office wall. Plus it gave me a North Star. kind of. That's Because some of them, I wasn't exactly them yet, but I was aspiring. Mm. I was like, I would like to be that. So I, I mightn't be exactly that yet, but that's where I'm heading. So I'd done that. And so I had a North Star, but I also had a centre of gravity to go. When I'd look at them, I'd say now, oh, hold on today now. You fell off the bus a few times now on this one. I kind of had a guide to go, oh, you want it to be more of this, but I don't think you wear that today, actually, now that we're looking at it. So I could course correct myself. And if I had to go back and apologise about something or amend something, do you know what I mean? I knew I did it then. You're aware. I was aware, right? Because I could see it. So what I did was, right, I started off and this is really helpful to me. Someone gave it to me and we'll attach it at the end of the podcast. We can put a link in. It was this massive big sheet of values, just words like kindness, empathy, bring it back to yourself, happiness. Peace. Yeah, because yeah, when yeah. I
0: went in, I, ha- I had to ask her and Trust. she she gave yeah. me a load of, you know, like pieces of, you know, information on what values are, because sometimes
1: you don't even know what a value is. Yeah. Yeah. And once I saw the big sheet of them all, it's just a big, it's not yeah. a, big, a, a conclusive. You can add more. Yeah. I went, oh, first of all, oh, that's what a value is. Yeah. Absolutely. And you can have loads of them, but you should t- always, you know, yeah. pick your top five. So, so okay. then what I did was, and we'll attach the sheet uh, to the podcast. But what I did was then I sort of looked at them and circled and I ended up with loads of yeah, a good few circled. But then I kind of reflected with myself and said, you know, but really, really, what's the ones that matter most? And I narrowed it down to between six and eight. I can't remember. remember? Six or eight. No. Uh, no more than eight. I know when I was following the little guide mm-hmm. it was saying otherwise it's just not narrow enough for focus. Mm-hmm. I think I ended up with six, right? So at the time. And remember they literate and evolve because mm-hmm. as you're going through life you're going to keep iterating and evolving those and experiences, etc. So that was number one. The second one is to kind of think of role models. You know what people who really inspire you, there's something about them and you get down to the value word. It's like, oh yeah, they're really true to their words. God, you could really trust them with your life. God, they're super empathetic in how they deal with everyone. Just what is it about them that you want to emulate? That's a really good way. And most also what I learned along the way is anything that you see in someone else that really inspires you is in you. If you really want it, it's already in you because you wouldn't be attracted to it otherwise. Oh, my God. I'm just thinking about
0: something now. Like I always used to admire, you know, presenters on stage or articulate people like you that I, that I would be like, oh, my God, I'd love their words, the way they speak
1: and everything like that. So hopefully. Sometimes. Oh, I <laughs> they think you're well there. <laughs> then there's other ones you might want to challenge because you might have picked them up in childhood. So it could be kind of a, a family value or... There was something you picked up in your school environment or your teenage friend environment or whatever. And you might just want to challenge those because sometimes they're buried into us. But we're going, actually, I don't need that to be a value of mine anymore. Or I do. Mm. I'll amplify it. Um, Or it could be culture. And, you know, depending on what era you grew up in Ireland and where the things that you kind of that that became a part of your values. But now you could challenge them because this is a different Ireland. Those things are really good to look at, too. And then once you've all that done, then you'll shortlist your six to eight, whatever, and you'll uh, they then are what you'll be looking at on a daily basis. And you'll feel you get a nice sense of integration. Like it happens over time when you're living your values. Mm. And and then, you know, oh, when you get the feeling of, oh, that's I feel a little bit off peace right now. You go, oh, is it a value thing? Oh, it is a value thing. So how do I feel about that and how, what action am I going to take? So I think it's a really good exercise to write them down.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I found it very, very, very helpful. And also they do change from time to time. But, you know, the core ones really, really stay very, very true to me. And it kind of makes me align with the people even I have my life, the time I spend in my life with the people I love and what I what's important to me, the non-negotiables,
1: as we say. Exactly. Family can be a value. Mm, Massive. You know, one of my values is balance. Mm. Could be a value, right? Spending time with with family like and I certainly coming out of the I had a few that I I thought, you know, and it was because I came out of the environment I come out of, you know. And, and it was such a blame culture that I put one of my values as bring it back to yourself. Mm-hmm. And I've lived by that and the freedom it has brought into my life because I wrote that value down. Do you know, I articulated it and it was out of the darkness, honestly, that I was in came the light because I was going, well, I don't want to be that. Right. Mm. I want to be this. And my path to being that was to always bring it back to myself first.
0: Now, we have
1: to do a podcast on that because I learned so much from you on that. Like I
0: did. So just caveat this on this podcast. We will come back to the bringing it back to yourself podcast because it's it was a life changing period for me when I learned about that from you. So just to
1: say we will come back to that. And things like gratitude, they can be a value now. It's a great one. Will I live in a lens, a perspective of gratitude or not? Those ones are great ones. Um, perspective, I will have perspective. There's more than one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So these are all values, They're ch- how you're choosing to think and behave.
0: Mm.
1: And you can have your company values
0: and your personal values, but your personal values are similar, but
1: like, you know, you've got your loyalty, your trust, your Yeah, they're your guiding principles. Mm. Corporate ones are grand. But remember, they need to be there now, don't get me wrong, but they're for the collective. Mm -hmm. So obviously they have to be for the collective. There could be a thousand people in the company, right? But you have your own individual ones, which is your life plan. And and, and your work is not your entire life, right? So they're your own. And the corporate ones tend to be things like teamwork, cooperation, Mm. integrity, accountability, quality orientation, uh, you know, teamwork. Mm-hmm. And they're fine, wonderful values, but they have a corporate lens because they're trying to get the thousand people to behave in a particular way <laughs> that works for the company, right? So as so long as they all align with you too, then you're grabbed, yeah. right? But you'll have your own personal ones which are much broader than work. Mm-hmm. Now you'll bring them into your work environment and obviously conflict happens if your core values are not aligned with the work environment, absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which is certainly my experience and was my kind of route to writing them down. Yeah.
0: So so we have responsibility, even if we're going for a job, to look into the values of company
1: Absolutely. Because it's likely to be a question. So mm-hmm. you might, yeah, the prep. So for that person who asked the question, if we just go into the practicalities now doing an interview, right? Because that was the question. Yeah, it's more likely they're not going to come up. So know that now. Therefore, beforehand, research what I advise you usually get them in online on their mission statement to be somewhere in their, you know, corporate Section the mission, their annual report, something, or maybe HR has stuff on LinkedIn. Yeah, that's yeah. where you're going to find yeah. them, and if they've none at all, that's interesting too. <laughs> right, but anyway, that's a different. Case. It's a different discussion, but if you do find them, great, because it means what you do is what I would do, is kind of pick two or maybe three or four of them and then have already thought before you go in how when they ask about your values you will verbalize how you align with some of those Mm -hmm. right and why they matter to you Mm -hmm. and then you slam dunk the question so that's just a practicality on doing the interview but to your point there's a second thing in doing the research because you're able to go oh well do i actually align with them but then Yeah, we just, there's practicality and just get the interview done.
0: And I suppose as well, you need to look at, like, for instance, like use a situation in your life where you've had a, a bad feeling on something or you were uncomfortable about something and sit with that feeling and actually ask yourself the question, what was it about that situation that made me feel one, not myself and two, unhappy in that environment. And usually the answer then will come as a value because your value is associated with why you felt uncomfortable in a case for me. And I'm going to give you an example of this. It's actually a really funny story. I worked for a company where I sold my soul to the commission and the furry lined mousetrap <laughs> that you've just said. And I gave up certain situations in my life which are very family oriented. Friendship is a big thing for me. And I let people down. And it was one particular situation where I remember this very clearly, that I was uh, late for something. I was rushing. I was late because the work on was so huge that I had to uh, be chained to to this particular thing that we were executing and. I let someone down and it was really, for me, I was angry at myself for letting this person down. I didn't, I wasn't accountable for it at the time. I didn't put my hands up, but I just basically was really, really stressed because I was angry at myself. And we were in town. It was, it was really late shopping night in Henry Street. And I remember pulling up to a red light and I was halfway onto a yellow box and in between the light and the the junction because I was trying to rush home to get to this particular thing. And a man scooted across the road with his family and started pointing at the car. And I this is not me, but like when I say a monster, a monster came out of my body and I let a yelp at this man because I I thought he was telling me I was in the yellow box and how dare I was between a light and a thing. And I started like when I say a monster like this gremlin and it was pure stress, pure anger, just Everything I don't ever want to come across to anyone in the world. And anyway, what I didn't say to the man, I, w- I won't even repeat on a podcast. But as I drove down the road, I realized that he was telling me my lights weren't on. <laughs> <laughs> and he was actually being like really kind to tell me that my lights were not on. And I had literally lifted this man <laughs> with my words into the darkness. And uh, realized in that moment, these are not this is not who I want to be. This is never who I am going to be ever again. I stopped my car, went back looking for the man that could never find him. But it was like a message from the universe to say, this is not you. This is not who you are becoming. No, like like never be that. And it was a huge like lesson for me. So to that man, if you're ever listening to this podcast. <laughs> I am so sorry, but it, but also thank you for being so kind, and thank you to the universe for giving me that that um, you know
1: that big kind of kick in the ass that I needed. Oh, it's a great story, sir. A transformational moment on Henry Street. <laughs> um, I you know, and it's a kind of an interesting one that you bring up because I think, quite subtly and oh, really incrementally, we can start trading our values. Mm. And and you know. It happens so slowly and subtly and you can be justifying it up the yin yang. Well, it was Mary's fault and it was this and it was that, you know, don't
0: take accountability. And
1: certainly that was my experience being in the corporate, just not all corporate environments are toxic. Now, this particular one I was in that was like toxic on steroids now. And it was just so subtly how my behaviour was changing and things I'd never do. Right oh well I thought I would never do right you're suddenly in the middle of it and you're you're in the gang mentality do you know what I mean it's the group thing and it's survival yeah, and, and you it's, don't understand it's a alone. toxic yeah. you know yeah. mm. and you're in the blame game and you're in the you know the gossip game and all these things and then you know, you're feeling like the unwashed, the great unwashed, you know, when it's all done. And it's absolutely because you're training your values. Yeah. And, you know, when we're all heading down, wherever you go up, down or in the box. Right. I think that would be the thing that would hurt you the most. Yeah. Honestly, if you were lying on your deathbed and you thought I've you done my furry mousetrap and whatever i've accumulated and all the rest you know but i traded all my core values to get there i I, like once i even say that to myself i go oh my god imagine like i let down all
0: my friends oh my god i didn't have a relationship with my family i screamed and shouted at a man who told me that my lights were (laughs) off (laughs) how dare i like who am i who am i I and who am i becoming like you know
1: so anyway i think it was a great question because you know it. It brings us obviously to the interview question, but really back, I think, to the importance of just stepping back and giving yourself the time, just a bit of reflection time with the little process to go, what are my values? And to write them down and to then to orient towards the environments that enable you to be that and you'll flourish in them. That's the thing. When you get to the ones that really amplify who you are, and that's certainly been both of our experiences, Mm Shar, once we said, no, I'm owning this. Mm -hmm. These are my values, like me or lump me. These are them because I think they're good ones. Next of all, you start seeing you're orbiting a different universe. Mm -hmm. Like I don't orbit the toxic at all. It doesn't even pass my door
0: yeah you right
1: yeah. uh it's gone you know because i don't i wouldn't it wouldn't i don't even orbit that space anymore it's gone you know so by having the courage of our conviction you know to stand by our values it's got big payback it's not that there aren't challenging times but the net result is really positive yeah it's amazing
0: also just to say as well like if you're going into a situation into a corporate situation or any situation where you're going to give a an amount of your time, like a year or two years of your time, make sure that you take the responsibility, one, to know what your non-negotiables are, your core values are, and two, to actually invest in the top people in that company and what their values are, what their background are, because actually it's their influence that are going to have an influence on the environment that you're going to go into and work in, work in. So you'll save yourself a lot of heartache, a lot of time if you do that um investigation before you take on any role because money and cash, right, it's one thing, but I'm telling you now there's nothing like letting somebody down or making yourself feel, you know, bad because you've let whatever it is that you believe in down or whatever your core values are. So take that on board when you're going for any job or any situation in your career. So what a bloody amazing question <laughs> and we will come back to you 100% on the um, on the on the Taken Accountability accountability Podcast because I think that's a huge one as well. So guys if you have a question please please send it on to questions at sheddingskinandblisters.com. Thank you Fiona my mentor I tell you something now you are a woman. I've a divine I don't know who gave me you but I'm so happy to be in your company thank you so much thank for you Char. it's a
1: two-way street let me tell you absolutely <laughs> pleasure
0: solid solid advice there you know it wasn't until my 30s that I really hammered down those core values and I use those core values every single day in my decision making so I really recommend to do that exercise. If you found this podcast helpful please let us know in the comments below and if you have a question send us it to questions at sheddingskinandblisters.com